hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. I'm 76 years old and I am reborn! To <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all the listeners, I'm Dave, um, the guest on Hamster with a Bump Pen Knife today, and uh, I'm with the wonderful, brilliant, the amazing host Joe Ford. How are you doing, Joe? I don't respond to any of those things, I'm afraid. Just my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Ready to talk about one of my favourites. Now, okay, before we get there, it's been a while, isn't it, since we last talked? Oh, yeah, I think it was June, I think. And this is year. entirely my fault, <laughs> because there's been a lot happening. But what no, no, no problem. do you recall the enormous phallus that we talked about last time? Yes, I do. I, I, it's burned in my brain. Um, <laughs> And what's been good is on Twitter, I've noticed that um, I think Trap One recently was talking about creature, and there's a lot of rat all about there. Well, I'll tell you what, right? I don't know if I've told you this or not, but those episodes went down extremely well, you know. So oh, it's, it's either people love the creature from the pit or they love us, one or the other. Well, I'm, I'm very flattered. I thought I just sleep bumbled on and talked all the rubbish, really. <laughs> not at all. In fact, they are very funny. You should go back and listen to those episodes. It's a bit voyeuristic to do so, a bit egotistical, but, you know. Um, all right, well, why don't you tell people what we're here to talk about today? Uh, I might have given it away with a quote at the beginning, but, um, as I say, it's one of my favourites. Uh, it's controversial because um, I'm not going to suggest this is the best David Tennant episode. I mean, I'm not going to even I'm not going to ever suggest that it was as good as um, Human Nature or bits of drama like The Waters of Mars, but for me... My favourite David Tennant is this one, and it's that we're going to talk about the Lazarus experiment. Yeah, see now, when you said favourite, I don't think anyone expected you to say that. Well, maybe they did after that quote at the beginning. I don't think you did, because I remember we talked about what episode to do next, yeah. and you said, choose a new series one, and I said this one, and your reaction was, I think, <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, if you said, like, favourite David Tennant, I'd be like, well, maybe Blink, maybe Human Nature, yeah. maybe Midnight, you know, something like that. Do you know what though? I, I it's not my favourite, but I do think this is severely underrated. This episode, like I think it's very. I do as well because I've done a little bit of research before this, and I had a look at the poll. Oh, have you? In uh, twenty thirteen, in Doctor Who magazine, and this story came number two hundred out of two hundred and forty one. But there's three David Tennant episodes. This was below, which I don't agree with, and I know there'll be fans of these stories out there, but. I'm like, what? Go on. It was below the Idiot's Lantern. Okay. Which I know you're, you've got someone to do the Idiot's Lantern. Mm. I'm looking forward to that one because that's just not one of my favourite episodes. Um, New Earth, which, again, I don't think it's all right, but I don't think it's as good as this. And 42, it was below 42 as well. That's... Um, Okay, that's interesting. Well, because I, I remember some of the ones that are right at the bottom, like Fear Her and things like that. Yeah. So. I think the reason this is my favourite, though, is I, I guess that's the question, is um, it's almost like a microcosm of what I think people think of as Doctor Who. I mean, there's a slightly camp villain. There's mm -hmm. a lot of running down corridors. There's a bit of bitchiness between the, the regulars or the guest cast. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. This is the story that I found myself after I got the DVD set. 
going back to it again and again and again. It, it was just, it's not complicated one. It's not one you have to sit and think about and really get it. You can just put the song in it after just think it's... I get a massive Pertwee vibe from this one, you know, going off to a scientific yeah. institute to see a miracle being performed. You could, um, yeah, you could argue, you could see this one in the Pertwee era, def most definitely, yeah. But don't you think, um, well, that this, after Smith and Jones, this is probably the best, like, going forward into the season, the best showcase for Martha and her family? Yes, I do, because we get to obviously meet them all. Um, this is the first appearance of Leo. I think our brother. Um, God, he's so pretty, isn't he? Pretty. Yeah, he's a he's a very gorgeous oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's it's just a shame he doesn't because I think he was they clashed with filming something else or something that he doesn't have a bigger role in the later episodes. Oh, That's okay. So they do film one scene with him, don't they? Where he's saying he's in Brighton. Well, I'm telling you now, David, that ain't Brighton. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it, it's that's some sucky um, part of Wales. That is. I'm. <laughs> It was good this one though because obviously it's it's quite that location um, and I went down, probably we've all done it, went down to Wales a couple of years ago to do a, I went to see all the Doctor Who locations and put the camera about and I do remember passing this building um, and thinking that was professional as I see a lot of. But this is, yeah, this is a story that people don't really look on very fondly, do they? And yeah, it's just like really entertaining. It's very witty um it's a bit silly which doctor who should be uh it's got some great twists as well like i love yeah. i love the, the the whole thing with martha's mum uh being manipulated behind the oh scenes. she's she's brilliant isn't it she's just i i, I know mums like that you're just you know you're not good enough for my daughter sort of vibe and i thought that was every mum like what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look. Okay, so we've already discussed most of the episode, but I'm sure we'll have more to say during it. Should we skip into it? Yeah, we'll go for it. All right. So I will count us in then, given you intro. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I do have a question for you straight as we start this thing, and that is sure. obviously this is. David Tennant's doctor taking Martha home after the just more one more trip that he's done again and again yes. and again. Do you think that's very fair? No, in a word. Um, one criticism I know a lot of people have in this episode is because the doctor is, let's be honest, a bit of a bastard to Martha in this. Um, I mean, this one more trip, one more trip just isn't fair. But Martha is such a good character that at the end of this episode and then near the end, she basically... She isn't, oh, Doctor, please take me again. She basically says, well, okay then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's um, great, isn't it? If that's the way you feel, then, you know, I don't need you sort of thing, which is great. Is this the bit where he grabs her knickers? Yeah, has he done it yet? Yeah, there, oh, it, here is. It, goes. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's the first time we've ever seen a companion's knickers put on show. And the Doctor holding them. Good yeah, the, the Doctor holding them. All um, right, so where does Martha fall for you then within the new series Companions? I really like her personally. Um, I, I like her better. Actually, I, she's my favourite, actually, I think. Um, I know that, I think the reason that she's overlooked a lot is because obviously she's shadow, overshadowed by Rose being the season before and she's got Donna the season after, who we know was fantastic and all the rest of it. But I think Martha... There's something about her, isn't there? There's something... There is. She's got a lot of charisma. Yes. 
I, I was still it was great to see her like um in Torchwood and, and get and come back as well because you got to see her again because as I say I think she's just overshadowed everyone just thinks Donna and Donna we know Catherine Tate is absolutely superb but yeah I think Martha's my favourite um, you know certainly of the ten in there what's wonderful is is he treats her terribly throughout this season and then comes sound the drums where he's like no you can't contact your family she's like I don't care I'm going to do it and then in last of the drums she goes well fuck you I'm going to be with, be with my family you know <laughs> yeah yeah, she's independent, which is really good. Um, that's probably none the best of this... ending, wouldn't you say? Would you say that's the best ending for a new series companion? I think it might be, you know. Um, possibly, yes, because it's on our own terms. Mm. Um, the others, you know, are um, sort of victim of circumstance, really. Um, obviously, Rose is trapped in a universe. I know she comes back, but... Um, She's trapped in another universe. Donna is, of course, had to have her mind wiped because she's taken on a time lord's brain. Let's not get started on Clara, because um, oh, you know oh, how much I don't like Clara. Oh, me Sorry, neither. Just Maybe despise. we'll have to do a Clara episode in the future then, because I keep having all these Clara episodes, <laughs> now. We need to redress the balance. Bill is fantastic, but again, she gets turned into a Cyberman, and so she's it's not on her terms. Um, the only one that's sort of like that is obviously like uh, Graham and... Um, Ryan, who's yeah. just obviously they, he they, he made the choice to leave. You know what's really annoying is these one these one season companions. So I'm talking about Martha, I'm talking about Donna, I'm talking about Bill, and I'm talking about Dan. They're some of the best companions. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's, and then you get Clara for three years. <laughs> oh, no. Oh my God. Here we go. Old uh, Felma Barlow playing. Yes, oh, she is so good. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I was quite. Uh, she's still alive. Uh, I, I, I done a bit of, as I say, I done a bit of research for this. Uh, she's ninety two now, um, and obviously famous for Mavis in Coronation Street and Dinner Ladies. Although I didn't watch Dinner Ladies. Oh, she was. You know what? Her comic timing and that. I mean, she honed her comic timing in Coronation Street, and then was yeah. delivered like she was given Victoria Wood dialogue in Dinner Ladies, and oh, it's just brilliant. She's not really done much uh, TV or that since. This, um, well, not she does lots of stage stuff. Yeah, she's probably having a bit of a rest now, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 92. Um, and then there's Matt Gatiss in his um, old age makeup. Old age makeup. They just but can't do it. Right. Do you think? Oh, I think yeah. they, I don't think any science fiction show can do old age makeup convincingly. I mean, we'll get to the, the monster later. I, I, I mean, again, a lot of a big criticism I hear is that the monster looks really aged. It hasn't aged well now. I actually think it looks quite good and it's, it still looks okay. Can but. I just say, right, David Tennant and Freem Rajman in those, it, those clothes, that is the hottest Doctor and Companion pairing you're ever going to see. I mean, they oh, yeah, that's smoking hot. That is true. A James Bond film, that. That's, um, and the um, the pod that we've just seen there was the pod in the Satan Pit, repainted, I believe. Oh, you really have done your research for this, haven't you? Oh yeah, no. I've, got the, I've got the complete history books now. So I can I can read all about them. You know when we are introduced to this this party scene, isn't yes. the orchestra actually live playing Martha's theme? I swear that's playing during. I think so. Yes, I don't I know if Murray Gold's there, but because he was in the Voyage of the Damned, wasn't he? He was in the yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't think he's in the, the band here. I might be wrong, but oh, here's Tish. I would have liked to have seen a bit more of her as well because they have some great moments. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame we don't see more of her. But um, 
Yeah, this is this episode the Coast is sorry, um, written by Stephen Greenhorn, who's quite famous up here in Scotland, uh, because Ooh. he created River City, which is a soap that's it's a soap that it's a Scottish soap set in uh, God, I can't remember the name now, but it's a basically near Glasgow, this fictional village. But it's been going on for well over 20 years now. Um didn't he write another Doctor Who as well? He did, um, the Doctor's Daughter next oh, year but um, oh, I'm not grief. I'm not quite eager to do that one <laughs> <laughs> he didn't write Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS did he no that was uh, I think it's Stephen Thompson was it oh that's it yeah I wrote one of the Sherlock's I think he was one of Stephen Moffat's you know like groom writers he always had him writing on his series I don't think but, the Doctor's Daughter is anywhere near as bad as what people say you know it's not great but it's not um, <laughs> I'll debate about that, um, but uh, I've not actually watched the episode for a long time, I'll be honest. Uh, but here's, uh, there's Leo there, looking beautiful. Okay, um, I, I can't, I can never say her name. Adiolai and Joe? No? No. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you say the cup of crack it, because I'm the worst at doing pronunciation, so I would have murdered it. I think the actress right. who plays Martha's mum. Yes. She is a that is a prestigious actor to have it done. She she's done a lot of good work, and since she's been in like Bridgerton and things like that, like she's getting yeah. fantastic. Right, she's brilliant. What a bitch! Oh yeah, yeah, but, uh, she's great. And obviously, she was the cat nun um, in mm -hmm. New York. She was a bitch in that as well. She was a bitch in that as well. <laughs> Are we supposed to like her? Um, Oh, as I said before, I think she's she, she's very relatable. I, I know a lot of mums who are like that. Um, I think deep down she's a good person. Because <laughs> in terms of like of like a kind of motive for being such a, a horrible person to the doctor, like she's yeah. been told that he's a dangerous man, and you know her daughter's in in a lot of danger. Like and I think any mother would react that way. If oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, here we go. There's something strange occurring in this glowing pod. That's a pretty good effect, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think that age as well. Um, and, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but um, I, I love the thing in this episode. It's a theme that comes up all the time in Doctor Who. It's this whole trying to prolong life and, you know, try to avoid death. And this idea, obviously, of I'm just going to extend my life and re-age um, de-age myself, sorry, 30 years and then do it again and again and again. And it's a theme that comes up all the time because of, especially David Tennant's error, because obviously the last of the Time Lords, you know, theme yeah. and I'm well, on my own. Think, think back to 80s Doctor Who, the master was always trying to extend his life, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. In various yeah. ways. Do you know what? Mark is really... about to appear. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, there's some fabulous um, over-the-top crowd acting in this, you know. When it, when the shit hits the fan and the monster comes out, there's some really over-the-top acting. It's oh, great. I've got something to say about that when we get to that. <laughs> when we get to that bit. But so here's Mark uh, in a wig. Yeah. He Which... looks like Dr. Chinnery from League of Gentlemen. Yes, I believe it's actually that wig. Oh, is <laughs> That's why, then. Yeah, he looks a bit pe like Peter Davison, according to the commentary. I was listening to the commentary the other day for this, and they were joking, lovingly saying, you look like Peter Davison, uh, Mark. I mean, he is an incredibly good actor. Mark uh, yeah, I, I think I prefer his acting to his writing, if I'm being honest. Um, oh. I know there's been a lot of Mark Gatiss love and talk recently on the podcast. Um, Not from me. Uh, Did you hear my victory of the Daleks? 
I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't mind that episode, funnily enough. That's, that's one of the ones I don't mind with Mark Gatiss wrote. Well, look, like, at, uh, you're here on this commentary saying the Lazarus experiment is your favourite episode, all right? So I think you like to court <laughs> controversy just a little bit, you know. I wouldn't say it's my favourite episode of all time, but it's certainly my favourite tenant. In my, it's the one I always watch. I, I really love it. Um, what is it about his writing, then, that you are less keen on? It's sort of like uh, meat and potatoes, is maybe the way to put it. It's very functional. It's, it's almost like Justin Richards with the audios, where it's a very perfectly functional Doctor Who story, but there's nothing different about it. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. And do you know what? Mark Gatiss and Justin Richards both wrote extremely strong novels, like original novels. And yet when oh, Justin yeah. Richards did audios and when Mark Gatiss did TV scripts, I was just really shocked at how basic they were and, and unmemorable. Yeah. I think this is his, for me, this is his best contribution to Doctor Who is this acting in this episode because I, I just love this character and I think he just, he is eating the scenery up. Yeah, he's loving it. With this. He, is, he got this script and thought, I'm going to love this. David, he's a Doctor Who fan. This is his dream come true to play the villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And up against I mean, David um, Tennant yep. people. Oh, I mean, and they're uh, best pals in your life, of course, so they must have had a ball doing this. Um, it comes across on the screen. Um, but no, he's writing... I mean, I like them quite dead. Um, Idiot Slatton, as I say, I'm not a fan of, really. Um, then he did... Uh, oh, Lots. <laughs> um, see, I can't even remember some of the names. What's after that? Oh, uh, Victory of the Daleks is after that. Victory of the Daleks, which I don't yeah. mind. I, I, um... And then we're going into, was it Night Terrors? Night Terrors, nah. Um, Cold War, Crimson Horror. Crimson Horror's all right, because mainly because of... Uh, Diana Rigg again being a character that just chews the scenery up and makes it really exciting but other than that yeah it's it's one of the better efforts that season but um, it, it, yeah Stephen 7B let's just not go there <laughs> Sleep No More um, I admire that it tries something different but it just doesn't work and it's partly successful Empress of Mars no I'm not really a fan of that one either um it's not, it's yeah, not a prestige hunt, it's perfectly Doctor Who, but yeah. I just I just think other writers are more exciting. Did you see what she did there? She got him to kiss her hand and she's like, well, lucky oh, I've yeah, got a DNA course, sample. Yeah. She's great, isn't she? Oh, I just love her. Do you know what I love about Martha is she is proactive without kind of needing to have her head patted, you know? She like goes off and just does it because it's the right thing to do, you know? And she's Yeah, she's smart. very independent. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because she's going to be, a, she's a trainee doctor and, you know, that comes to fruition at the end of the series. Um, but here, I mean, I've watched past the bit where there's the, the kiss between the younger Lazarus and Lady Four. Which oh, it's, it's this bit here where she tries to, and then she goes, "Has it make you even more cruel?" Oh, I mean, she get they, they both get some great lines. I mean, the best one later on from Lazarus is, "It's not just a while longer, Doctor. It's a lot longer." <laughs> uh, oh, but what about the gross bit where he takes Tish up to the? I mean, what is wrong with her snogging this geriatric? That's a bit weird. I know she 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 just her memory just disappeared on <laughs> half an hour. Like, oh, he was a seventy six year old man, you know, <laughs> half an hour ago. 
I, I dread well, to see what Francine would have to say about that. Oh, yeah. It's when she says, I think the line is, um, you know, like, well, it's, if it's good enough for Catherine Zeta-Jones, it's fine for me. Fair enough. Oh, I love the dialogue in this period of the show. It's just so full of pop culture, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously we've got the, um, what's happening is the Doctor obviously finding out that the, the DNA is changing, so something's happening to him, but what's happening? And what I really like about this episode is it isn't just a monster tale. Like, there is some character involved in there. You have that sequence a minute yeah. ago where he talked about uh, the bombs falling over London. Then you get the sequence in the church later, you know, where he's kind of, like, regretting his life. There's some really interesting character stuff. In yeah, there's some, there's some great character bits in this. Um, especially that scene at the church near the end where it's, like, it all comes together and because the debate about, well, I've lived for thousands of years and all you see is everyone dying while you're wanting to do the same. It's, you know, don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Just live half, your life as, as much as you can. Half the problem is, is that they advertise this as a monster show. And so that's mm. kind of like people, all they remember this for now. Which I, whereas I think there's a lot more going on than that. Yeah, yeah, there's your line, even more cruel. Yeah. No, my love, I learned that from you. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh, a couple of other little facts I gathered was uh, that on. on the day broad, the day after the broadcast of this, Boots sold, started selling an anti-aging cream, which, a bit of coincidence, I don't know. Oh, really? What, the day after uh, this came out? Yeah. I'm not quite sure what that was about marketing wise. You know, like we've just seen somebody who tried to make himself younger and turned into a monster that kills people. Don't know how that's gonna. Um, oh, and here he goes. Here's the first transformation into this. People rip this at thing? this CGI, don't they? They really rip at this CGI. Oh, I don't think it's terrible. I it's... think it looks really good. As I say, I watched this the other day for the first time in a, in a while, and I didn't think it really is at all. Not not like something like the. Like the Slovene in series one and Aliens of London. But the thing That's is, really this is, this is over a decade old now. Of course, the special effects yeah. are going to look rogue. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, relatively speaking, I, I think it still holds up quite well. Um, but I like, but yeah, I like the right. idea I mean, of all the different parts, all the different, you know, the scorpion uh, tail and the weird yes. segmented face. And I'm not quite sure, if I'm being honest, how he manages to fit in the doorway later on, but hey, you know, that's, <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Um, but it reminds Doctor me Who, a lot of this creature of yeah it's Doctor Who um, it's it's like the Incredible Hulk which scared me as a kid you know the transformation into something I think they've got the influence from that and Doctor Jekyll Mr Hyde I think was the obviously the other inspiration for this oh my god can, and you, he's in the purple women? can you see those women over there all trying to get his attention all batting their hair back and flirting yeah, they thought, oh now he's young and looks hot so let's get let's get in is he though is he hot I'm not sure um, uh, sorry, Mark Hayes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mark. I wouldn't probably. I would probably not go for my. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> How camp is that? You could just see her leg and this, the high heel shoe. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's. That, I love it. I know she's a husk. So that's very Doctor Who, isn't it? Something that turns. It's very Planet of uh, Planet of Evil. Desiccated husks. Yes, um, I'm glad she got. I mean, it would have been great to have seen Mona for but at least she got her moments before she. Died. Did you see, see the metaphor he just made there? He goes, it was like squeezing the juice out of an orange. Well, yeah, out of an orange, yeah. That's not very pleasant, is it? 
And this is a proper like romp for the, the Doctor and Martha as well. I really like that where they actually get a chance to be Doctor and companion, you know, and together. yeah, there's not it's not an episode where they're split up a lot, or but, you know, they yeah. all both have their own adventure and then come back together again. You know, it's it's good. It happened but, a lot, didn't it, in the first half of series three that they were separated. Yes, um, I'm trying to think. They certainly that they're, they're apart quite a bit in the Dalek. Two and gridlock, aren't they? And gridlock, yeah. She's kidnapped, of course, and yeah. So it's quite nice to have some time together with them. I just think they've got great chemistry, the pair of them. Yeah, it's a shame um, that she only got the one season. I'm not quite sure whether that was a decision by it. Was it? A, I think it was a decision by the production to like we'll put her on the torture. They had time to get it all mapped out. Um. I don't think it was to do with they knew that Catherine Tate was coming back because originally they were going to have a new companion. Yeah, Penny companion. Carter, wasn't it? The the journalist, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, well, as they would, you know, Catherine Tate can do a series. Oh, well, we'll get her back then. Can you think of anyone who's got a better resting bitch face than Francine Jones? I can't. No. Um, I mean, obviously, Sylvia Noble is... Uh, you wouldn't mess with her either, but... Um, do you imagine all these mums together? Jackie Tyler... Francine Jones and Sylvia Noble together, they would be a formidable force, wouldn't they? <laughs> I can picture them actually getting on and going to the pub together, actually. Um... Uh, my um, Untitled Star Trek uh, podcast co-host wants to do the fantasy convention MumCon, where all the mums from new series come along and they're the only guests. That'd be cool. I'll go to that. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it'd be great if there was an episode with the three mums in character, you know, talk about what was your experience to the Doctor? Well, he done this to my daughter. And, you know. Was this filmed in Cardiff or in London? I think it was probably Cardiff. Um, I believe this was Cardiff, but they CGI'd in the, the cathedral at the, when he done the view, I think. Uh, my other place is terrible game where he's like, that's Cardiff, that's London, that's Cardiff, that's <laughs> London. From scene to scene, you know? Oh, and this is the first sort of big, big scene. Well, second, actually, sorry. They quoted Elliot. A Doctor Who episode would be quoting Elliot as well. That's, that's a nice yeah. yeah, he's Yeah, I mean, he's again, it's, it's the Doctor that, as I say, this theme comes up all the time about live your, more people live more in 10 years than others doing 20 so live your life to the full rather than this insane idea of right I've got old now and I want to you want to turn the clock back because it just doesn't it's not going to you're not going to get out of it what you think I'll tell you what I'll, I'll, I've lived too much in the last 10 years I will mind slowing it down a little bit you know <laughs> um, but could you imagine if this machine was on the market they're talking about mass marketing this thing and making everyone young again Oh God, it would, it would be like, oh, yeah. and here he goes, he's going to for the real, oh, we're yeah. going to see the full monster now. And, it's, uh, and they've done it deliberately on the roof, so it's all spectacle, isn't it, with the London yes. skyline behind him. This is the money yeah. shot. Oh, and, and here he is, with so Mark Dettys' face on it. So he's got a scorpion tail, he's got like a, a rib cage, which is exposed. Yeah. Weird, weird kind of like uh, claws. Sorry, I was just actually yeah. doing actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's an evolutionary cul-de-sac, I think he described it, wasn't it? So, But um, I think it looks all right. I mean, as I say, I know there's a bit of criticism about it, but I think it's, I think this one holds up all right. 
Well, there's an incredible special effects shot in a minute where it's crawling along the corridor and it goes goes completely 360. 360 owned. As David Tennant's sort of running away from it and then it jumps over glass and and it just looks spectacular. Yeah, they put that in the trailer and, you know, and it's it's clearly obvious why, isn't it? (laughs) I think Doctor Who fans just like to have a whinge, you know. Honestly. Oh, Martha's got a sonic screwdriver. Oh, yeah, trying to get everyone out. Oh, and this is the bit here that you're going to see the now. Oh, here she is, the olive woman. Oh, now, yeah. She's one of the these, you know, one-off characters that has like a couple of lines in Doctor Who that you think, what happened to them? Well, I had a look and found out what happened to her. Oh, I was right. Go on. She, well, she's not really done any acting since. Um, she was in Casualty, in Spooks, The Office, The Bill, but on IMDb, this was our last acting credit, so I wonder what she's up to now. Well, did you see her performance in this? I'm not surprised. <sighs> well, Sorry, it, it, I mean, who else in Doctor Who history will ever be called Olive Woman in the credits? <laughs> that is unique to her. We salute you. Oh, she's about to be sucked dry, David, honestly. There you go. There she is. There she she's, nah, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. It's so camp, that, isn't it? The way the skeleton falls <laughs> I love it though. That's that was definitely the way to do it because if they if they made it too gruesome or something, I think it would. There's a space 1999 episode with a great evil monster on a spaceship, right? And he sucks everyone in, and then he just spits out the skeleton. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, don't you love the way the mouth, the 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 jawline opens up? That's terrific. yes. This the other the other thing this monster CGI reminds me of is it's the Doom computer game. And I mean the more modern one, not the one in the 1990s. But there's a, I'm sure there's a monster like this, like in oh, that. Here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Look, as yeah, this is completely the shot. 360. And the camera goes round. Look. Yeah. Science so is directed pretty well. This episode, oh, actually. It's, I agree. It's some really agree. nice shots like that in it. And it's just full of pretty people, and it's lit well, and it's, it's just yeah. like most Rusty Davis episodes. It is a feast on the eyes. I think. Yes. Oh, Leo's been knocked out. Leo's out. Oh, yeah, Leo's got the, got the cold compress, the magic sponge on the head. I think Top of the Pops is calling, you know. He needs to go and present it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, can you think of anything more Doctor Who than climbing around some mud pipes whilst a monster's pursuing you? I mean, this yeah, could be Inferno. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things like that, like I alluded to at the beginning, where I think it's one of the reasons I like it, is that there's so many sort of... When people think about Doctor Who, they think about runs in corridors, they think about, you know, monsters, and this has got all the ingredients in it. It's, yeah. Oh, and this is the, he's, I think his voice is modulated here, but he says something like, in a minute, ah, yeah, you can't stand in the way of progress. With his... <laughs> that panel I just saw there looks a bit like all the switches that he was, uh, David Tennant would go on to flick in Utopia, you know. I don't think they're yeah. above borrowing yeah. locations again and again. <laughs> It's probably the same panel, let's be honest. Oh, look at this bunch that are trying to get out the door. Ah! They remind me of the bunch that was screaming in Smith and Jones, remember, in the, in the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if you look at all the extras, there's some, there's good extras and then there's other extras where you think, hmm, okay. Um, did you see Martha Jones slide over that desk then to get where she needed yes, to I be? I mean, she's the epitome of cool, I think. She's amazing. Well, she's beautiful. She's beautiful as well. She's... Yeah. But also, oh, yeah, I love this bit. Peekaboo. <laughs> oh, that's great. And Mark Davis said in the commentary actually that he put that in on the ADD in the ADR or something, thinking, ah, well, it's an ablib. Oh, they'll take that out and they kept it in. 
but like you know let's let's be honest like nowadays that cgi is more sophisticated it would look better than this oh yeah yeah but i think like it, w- it would only marginally improve the episode you know i think what's the joy of the episode is the adventure the rob the characters the pace the fun of it you know none of that would change yeah I, I, it's it's like any doctor who where like some of the effects you look at now like say just off the top of my head like the the model working enlightenment still mm. looks great mm. now um I, I you know i'm gonna champion this i think that cgi monster still looks good but um Okay, well, we're gonna, let's put it to the vote. I'll put it out on a Twitter poll, right? The CGI <laughs> in the Lazarus experiment, yay or nay? Oh, my God. We used to do this with Bunsen burners in the school. I think I did as well. Yeah, yeah set them all going. I mean, yeah. and like, like at this point, it is a lot of running around. But when has yeah. Doctor Who ever shied away from running around a lot? Exactly. And... Uh... This is the bit coming up where David Tennant done this stunt, which pretty brave him with the fireball. Oh, the outtakes, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was that was him. That wasn't a, a stunt man. He he done that himself going onto the. Look look at this now as he goes over that um, balcony in a minute and smashes the glass. I think this is a brilliant effect because it must be CGI the smash. Yeah, look. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's a I bit like, like do you remember the Krillotane in School Reunion when they were climbing all over the walls? They do that sort of yes. CGI really well. Yeah, it's um, it's on that level for me. Um, that I think it, and just things like the smash of the glass it just makes it look real, you know. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Francine's uh, getting told that the Doctor's not quite probably suitable for your daughter chat. I actually uh, think uh, this is one of the more subtly and better done arcs, you know, of, the, of New Who yeah. Series 3. I think it yeah, this... really, Don't you love the way that the whole season, from Martha's point of view, takes place in a week, from Smith and Jones to That's the right. season ending? It's, it's this just little thing. I think it, I think the first Mr. Saxon was in an episode of Tortured, I think. And yeah, it's just right. yeah. drip fed in. And that's far better for me than, you know talking endlessly about it and then it comes to the last episode and this I, I love that's the thing i love i hope russell t davis brings that back just a subtle sort of drip feed i mean without laboring the point because i feel as if i've done this a lot on other podcasts <laughs> i feel like moffat over promises and under delivers whereas i think rusty davis just makes subtle hints and then surprises you at the end i, I agree um let's hope he can bring a bit of that back to the show again yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. This must be deliberately like he is literally at her knees right now, pr- almost under her skirt, playing about with the sonic screwdriver. Now I'm I know I can read these things into episodes, <laughs> but there's a bit of stuff going on here, right? You'd mind you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um yes. Oh look, he manages to press the big red button. And he presses the, the button. Yeah. So what's supposed to happen here? It's supposed to make him old or make him young? No, it, it's um. Well, that's a good point actually. I, I, I think it, it would be yeah. What would happen actually? Because he's pressed the button, and is it is it T D H them? But the doctor reverses the polarity, and the the energy goes out and 
all it seems to do is not make them young or old, it just uh, injures them <laughs> as oh, we see it. it. Do you know what? I've forgotten. This set. This isn't just setting up Saxon and Martha's family. There's mm-hmm. the that screwdriver, isn't there, in Sound of Drums, which yes. comes from Lazarus experiment. Uh, Lazarus the technology. technology. Yeah. yeah. In fact, this is doing a lot more in this. Se- this is probably the most vital episode after Smith and Jones in the season. Yeah, it was. I think it was episode six. So it'll be halfway through the season. Um, and it's good that in the la- it was good that in the last the finale he, he was he even says you know remember Professor Lazarus and his genetic manipulation device you know uh, and it's in a screwdriver. I refuse to comment on Mark Gatiss's pale as milk. Bottle, yeah. Right. <laughs> so here you know it's like it's like the the, the last act coming up because like well, it feels it's like, like it's like over. Episode, it? it feels like the episode's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, it sounds like. Lazarus is, you know, he's back to being human. Maybe he's. Oh, here we go. Get looked at and that's it. Here we go. Francine. Yep. The slap. Bang. That's Does every that mother look more slap. Violent. That looked more violent than Jackie's for me. Well, yeah, look at her face. Honestly, she's terrified. Oh, she's absolutely furious, isn't she? She's, she's done everything but not get her claws out, you know. Well, she does not like them at all. No. And I love that bit, you know, that bit in Sound of Drums where she's saying, oh, Martha, come to the house. Me and your dad have made up. That yeah. whole sequence is just so good. But again, Russell's just so great at creating families that are just so um, relatable. I mean, that's very common, you know, that, that I, I guess that, you know, like uh, the husband goes off with a younger woman and the fallout of that and all the rest of it, you know, it's, it happens. It does have no look the skeletons of the ambulance men. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now we're we're going we're coming to a bit where obviously it's the, the last act in the church in the cathedral, sorry. Um and they have the big standoff about what it means to be human and living forever and the pitfalls of that and I actually, surprisingly for the new series, I actually think the last act is the best part of this episode. I think this whole sequence in the church is really well shot. Yeah, I, 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 it would be a lot poorer without it, that's for sure. Um, and I've got to say, like, um, I haven't talked about Murray Girl's music for ages, but I, one thing I really noticed in this episode was how bloody good his score was in this. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Martha's theme in this, which is... Uh, like, lovely theme he created for her um obviously because her family's in it it's 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 played quite a lot in this i noticed well he gets to have so much fun in a minute because he gets to do this mad organ score yes. as lazarus dies oh has he got a hairy chest yeah i was just going to say the same thing um mark gattis could have he could have had a little wax before he came on this you know yeah you could have yeah instead he appears with a, with a you know a hairy chest and a wig <laughs> I think we see his bum again, you know, before the end of the episode. We do. Honestly. So we're talking about the Blitz and, and he's saying that, you know, like uh, he lived through the Blitz and um and the doctor saying, well, I was there too. And the performances are just so good here. Yeah. Um He's obviously talking about his childhood and um, that that was his inspiration for wanting to 
cheat death. So while this is not a camp monster story, he's got a motive and it's yes. built into his character, you know. Yeah. Don't you love that when he says to the doctor, oh, I saw the blitz, you're too young. Yeah, so are you. Yeah. 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 I think David Tennant does this righteous fury really, really well. I know something. I love the scenes between them. Like earlier on, he, like as the monster, he said, "You're a joke, Lazarus. You're a footnote in the um, in a book of failure or something." He says, mm. and he's it's just this button heads about you know what you're wanting to achieve. Don't do it because I've done it, and it's not the you know the happiness that you think is going to happen. You're just going to have everyone died and you're going to keep loving and what's the point you know but you know what else uh, i think really this scores on is this is this like not the cgi obviously they just have a guy running around in a shaggy costume or something but you could do this in the classic series in a church in a scientific institute you know lots yeah. of running around this could be a classic doctor who story i mean going back to when you said earlier about how this could easily be a perby i mean you could imagine perby having these like uh, moment what's it he always had moments of charm yeah and this would be one of them having the standoff with the villain at the end. A conference. Was it? Um, who really runs this planet of yours? You know, you can imagine him yeah. going at Lazarus, Pertwee. And I could see him at the at the at the organ. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shouting, Joe, are you okay up there? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, do as I say. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, look, guys. Because saying, you know, if you live long enough, Lazarus, the only certainty left is that you'll end up alone. And that's the whole point of this episode. It's to be, live your life to the full because you've only got one. That's the, which it, it's a theme. There's a, I know I keep banging on about it all day here in this commentary, but it's something that comes up in Russell's, even going back to the beginning. Yeah. With the first episode, the ninth Doctor, you know, this love life to the full it's that's it's the same thing over and over and over but it's, it's a great i think, I think it's a it's a good lesson yeah to to bang yeah. on about though because i don't think all of us do yeah no no um don't get me wrong so, our lives can't all be as exciting as running away from cgi monsters in, <laughs> in a church i don't think anyone's lives probably as exciting as that to be fair but um <laughs> it's but now he's changing again, and uh, I mean, if you, I mean, you could argue, you know, as a doctor, sort of putting her in quite a bit of danger, you know, like knowing that she's got to have to get up there, and there's a big monster falling her. But yeah, but I think to be honest, I think the doctor very often puts his companions in an awful lot of danger in the new series, you know. And to be honest, she she um, sort of instigated it by saying what she said and getting them to follow her. So um, he trusts her. This was a, uh, I remember seeing the outtakes or some documentary footage of this, and this was a very cold church at night where they were all bloody freezing. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you can't tell, it looks great. No, not at all. Um, but how cool, I mean, one thing, um, doing the Amdram thing myself from time to time, the one thing that it must be great being if you were Doctor Who is that you get to do all these things that you wouldn't do in any other role. So, for example, you get to play a, an organ this episode, David. Yeah. When the hell, what other role, unless he was a vicar, would he have to, you know, do something like that? I can't think of anything he's done since, you know, where he's been playing an organ. Yeah. 
But this is very new series now. They love going up high, don't they, for the climax? Think of um, yes. Daleks in Manhattan. Think of the Idiot's Lantern. Think of I don't know, Vampires in Venice. They love. They always feel like like. Yeah, it, it comes up quite better. a bit. In, it comes up quite a bit in Matt Smith's era, quite a few times. Um, is it Rebel Flesh? Almost people. He's up on a. Yeah, it is a common. It's almost like what can we do to get excited? Oh, we'll create another high <laughs> thing to climb up but it, it's but always what, good it, it never fails to excite you what works here i think really really well is it's like oh god great big campy monster yeah he's gone to his death and then it, you cut to the shot looking down and it's lazarus as a human dead on the floor and that yes. impacts that you know that's something we can all yeah there is so it is yeah boom hit the floor I'd be curious how tall that... I mean, how tall is that? Well, you would die falling off a cathedral. You said the way he was lying there, then. Was there some religious iconography there? I swear there was. <laughs> I'm sure they asked him to certainly be in a certain position. Um, All I know is this. If you fell from that high, there'd be a bit of blood. But we're for a family audience, so we can't go there. Yeah, that's the thing with Doctor Who. Certainly the modern stuff, that they don't show blood. Um... Yeah, I yeah, I really like this dynamic. But she gets like the best row in sound of drums as well, Tish, I think. Well, Tish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love when the master says that. Just you just stand there and look gorgeous. Oh, he's, he's horrible at that, isn't he? Isn't he sadistic? Oh, but he's very good. Yeah, oh, he's brilliant. Much underrated, I think. Oh, he's he's just yeah, he's, he's, he's as high as a kite, but he's just... He's... Oh, that was clever. Did you see that? that yeah, the... The, the transition to being yeah. old again, yeah. So good. But actually, do you know what? I'm going to take it back. I think, oh, look at this big hug. Isn't that nice? Um, oh, this, he makes that joke, doesn't he? About being deaf. Sorry? Yeah, I must be honest. I didn't pick up, I think, the first time I saw that. And then I thought... I remember watching that the second time and thought, I, I missed that joke. I so, really yeah, so, love this end scene. I, I love this. It's, it goes, it's obviously, a, a, it bookmarks the episode and it obviously at the start he said the same thing, but she says here basically, you know, no, I'm not having this. You're Every week you're giving, sorry, no, every week, it, you know, you're giving me one trip and then you're saying, well, I might have you back for another one. No, I'm not having this. And, and then, she's right. <laughs> Do you know what's hilarious is when she goes, well, fine. Well, you better go then. <laughs> yeah. But she's absolutely right, isn't he? He's been treating her, you know. Do you know what it is, right? They just behave, the Rusty Davis companions, they just behave like people. Like they can be mean, jealous yeah. and spiteful. They can be annoyed. They can be bitchy. You know, they just behave like real people. Yeah, uh, what's nice as well is you saw uh, the doctors look there kind of like, yeah, she's telling me off and she's right. I've, I've been treating you badly and uh, so yeah, you can come. <laughs> God, his hair's so fabulous, honestly. Oh, I, I, one, I wish I had hair and two, if I had hair, I would like it like that because yeah, it just... I mean, th that has been styled in a high heaven and back. I'm telling you now, all right, he has been styled <laughs> a lot there. Oh, and then we get the phone call, don't we? Martha, we get it's your mother. Call. It's your mother saying, you know, like, which plants the seeds for later on. I'll tell you what, she's got some bloody weird stuff in her apartment, isn't she? Did you see that weird golf ball in that lamp? 
What's that all about? Aye, she, the colours of her walls are a bit questionable as well. <laughs> She's obviously one of those people that buys very quirky things, you know? Yeah. Oh, my word. Hang on a second. Oh, what's next? 42? Next is 42, yeah. You know what? I think that's yeah. a little bit underrated as well, you know. I agree, but I don't think it should have been below uh, Liz's experiment in that poll in 2013. <laughs> uh, see, this is the, this is this period of this season where it's like the Dalek 2 part of this and 42 that people sort of condemn, and then they get back on board with human nature, blink. Yeah, I mean, the end of the season is is, is extremely strong. I, I think this is my, this is personally my favourite new series season. Really? Uh, what are your favourite of, of all of them? I prefer this to, to series four. I mean, I can. It's my second favorite, so I absolutely yeah. can see why that is. I don't know. I mean, as I say, Donna's fantastic. The the the, the running season four is obviously brilliant, but I just think that last, the second half of season three, that run from human nature to the end, I think is stacks up well to it. Uh, you know, what I think is sad is obviously this is the episode where they decide that you know Martha's the companion. She's in the TARDIS full time. There's your yeah. key or whatever. Um, then we get 42, which is like where it's Doctor and Companion. But then in human nature, he's human. And so they're kind of separated a bit. Yeah. In Blink, they barely feature. And then we're into the finale. So this is like, she gets like one episode to be the full-time companion, you know? Yeah, that is a shame. Um, that that run, though, at the end of that season. I mean, I think that um, probably Human Nature, Family of Blood is the best. It's my, I, think it, I think it's the best new series story actually just as a piece of drama yeah um obviously it's not that you could say it's hardly got the doctor in it but i just think it's as a piece of drama not just a doctor who just as a piece of drama i think it's 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 this bizarre thing you know sometimes when the doctors are asked to play characters that aren't the doctor they give their best performance they do their best performance <laughs> um but okay right so we've reached the end of the lazarus experiment Yes. Very, very fun episode to watch. Now, can you hit me with three staggering reasons as to why somebody should go and watch this right now? Uh, first one, Matt Gators. Um, I just think he eats this roll up. He's having a lot of fun with it. Um, he plays it really well. Um, he's got the he's got the Doctor Who villain thing of arching his lines somewhat, <laughs> which which happens all the time. Um, so yeah, I'd say Matt Gators is the first one. Um, the second one, I think, Fiona Agyeman is Martha Jones. Um, I think this is one of our best episodes. As we've discussed, she gets a lot to do and we meet her family and it's just a, a bit of a good showcase for us. She gets to obviously do a lot as well. Um, third one, I was going to be joking and say all of them, but I won't say that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can if you want. I think it's well directed. I, I can't remember who the director was actually. No, I, I can't either. Um, was it Richard? Richard Clark. Is it Richard Clark? Yeah, was it Richard Clark? I yeah, think I it think was. It is. I think it is. Who which is another one that was well directed. Bloody knockout, um, isn't it? Gridlock. Yeah. So I think it's well directed. There's a lot of good shots in it. The shot with the, the 3D. The, the I think they shows the shots well of the monster actually as well. The put on the roof, as you said, was. Genius yeah. thing to do because you've not you can see it no it's going there's, there's nothing in the background to obscure it. Well, you can um, see the scale of it as well, can't you? Yes, the skyline. Can I add three more? 
course you can. Let's have six. All right. So I'm going to say the script, which I think is really underrated. I think it's it's not aiming for the hills. It wants to mm -hmm. be like a good trad Doctor Who adventure, but it is a good trad Doctor Who adventure. And it's got some poetry in there. It's got some great character work. It's got some arc stuff going on in there. And it's got some really fun lines as well. It gives, it, and it gives the Doctor and Martha some lots of fun stuff to do. So I think the script is a lot better than people say it is. It's certainly better than the Doctor's Daughter. So I don't know what happened next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened with his second effort, to be honest. But Murray Gold's score which I think is phenomenally good in this. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is the point where he's at his peak, where the show had been going for a couple of years. I think Series 3's soundtrack is terrifically good. And my third is going to be, oh, of course, Felma Barlow. Has it made you even yes. more cruel? <laughs> She's great. She's marvellous. Yeah, she is very good. Um, that That's a good sort of thing. Into, um, I just wanted to kind of say the two... Um, for, uh, on the Twitter, I said to our um, audience, "What's your thoughts on the last experiment?" And I got, mm -hmm. I got two replies. Let's go. Um, for it. The first one was from Jack Coyer, who of course is uh, recently new to the Cam yeah. Fam family. Oh man, he was great. And he said, um, "Shout out to Jack." And he said uh, it highlighted the trend of characters in series three being impacted by evolution slash adaptation and rechanging their DNA in Smith and Jones. Evolution of the Daleks, the Macron gridlock, the angels being defeated by a flaw in their biology, ends with two timelines becoming human. I, I, I'll be honest, I never... No, always. ...much depth as that, but he's absolutely right. God, I'll tell you um, what, he's a clever chap, that Jack. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I listened to his commentary recently, and yeah. yeah. Did you hear him talking about ironing the roundels? Oh, my God. Yes. I hate myself, I'm telling you. Honestly. And the other one was our good friend, uh, Fraser Gregory. Uh, oh, I thought he'd have something to say. Go on. <laughs> um, and he said, it's an episode easy to overlook that has a lot going for it. Martha Jones is easily Russell T. Davis's best companion. And she shows why here, pushing back the Doctor at the end in a way that will be fully paid off in the finale. Great to see her interactions with her family too. Mark Gatiss does a good job with what he's done, but Thelma Barlow steals the show, he believes. <laughs> Would have liked to have seen more of her. The finale in the cathedral is very reminiscent of Venom in Spider-Man, with a dash of Batman thrown in, which adds a lot of comic book to the grand, and I'm, my pronunciations are dreadful. Is Go it Guignol? I know what oh, he means. Grand, grand Guignol, yeah, Grand yeah, Guignol. Yeah, feel of the piece. A solid entry in the Tenants' best season. Oh. And I've just um, noticed that um, somebody called Shaney also replied, and I hadn't read his one, Warren Beatty's looking good for his age. Thanks, Shady, for replying as well. Um, I'll tell you what, you just put me in a very awkward position of having to agree with Fraser Gregory. Oh, God damn it. I think he's right on this one, Joe. I think he's right. <laughs> he's right more often than I have been, if I'm honest. Well, look, that was a delight. Um, we haven't determined where we're going to go next, have we? Um, no, we talked about a couple of stories last time, but I, if I was allowed to come back, yeah, yeah come on, tell me. Um, I was going to put all of, all these stories we discussed to one side, and I'll ask you a question. I'll say, which error do you think has been underrepresented on the? Oh, by far, Troughton. By far, really? Yeah, no. I thought you were going to see Matt Smith actually. I, I uh, oh well, Smith. no. Actually, to be fair, I've been avoiding those. Go on, but you don't you like name Matt any. Smith. 
No, no, you tell me any maths if you want to do. I'll do no, it. No, 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 no. If it's if it's shouting, is the seeds of death been done? Ah, oh, it's been taken. It ain't been done. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Right, I'm going to be really cool then. Let's do a Matt Smith. <laughs> Even though Hit you me. don't like him. Hit me. Um, one that popped at my head, it's, it, it, I think it'd be good. It'd be an interesting discussion because I know it's one you don't like. Oh, great. Go on. Is the rebel flesh the almost people? Oh, God. Oh, I mean, it's got to be done at some point. And it must be with someone delightful. Do you like that one? Um, I don't mind it. I think I think it'd be one that would be interesting to talk about. I think there's a lot to talk about in that one. Honestly, you caught more bloody controversy than me. You do. I think it's. Um, I think others have said. It. I think it's. It. I think it makes it more interesting going for ones that are a bit sort of go under the radar a bit, as do opposed you know to what? like a fan favourite. Do you know what? He actually he murders his companion at the end of that story. I mean, it's unforgivable. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> Honest to God. Okay. capacities in it. He turns her into a whole load of bloody cum. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's obscene. Okay. Oh, this sounds like an amazing conversation to have. <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting one. All right. Well, then let's just say until next time. Till then. <laughs>